0: welcome to ominous ones i'm tara
1: and i'm not tara
0: this one has a graphic content warning it gets a little gruesome also it's from france so i'm absolutely gonna be mispronouncing some words and names but i'm gonna do my best there's also some eyeball stuff it gets weird it happened in the 1930s and this is a story of christine and leah papin these sisters came from a troubled family. They were born in Le Mans, France, to Clemence Dier and Gustave Papin. They also had another sister, Amelia, who was born in March of 1902.
1: Gust- I'll
0: to her We'll get there.. Okay. Gustave believed his wife was having an affair and Amelia was the result of that. and there were rumors around town that she was sleeping with her boss. The couple got married five months before Amelia was born in October of 1901. After Amelia was born, Gustav had the thought that moving his wife away from her boss would save their marriage, so he told her he had found a new job in a new city and they were all going to move there. I couldn't find where they were going to move, but it doesn't happen anyway, so it doesn't matter. Clemence was hearing none of this and told him she would rather kill herself than move away from Le Mans. I'm not sure if it's because the rumors were true and she was sleeping with her boss or if she was just not leaving the town for another reason. Gustave caved and agreed to stay but the marriage only got worse and it is said that he got a major drinking problem. On March 8th in 1905, Christine was born. Clements was found to be an unfit mother, so Christine was given to her paternal aunt and uncle. She stayed with them for seven years. Leah was born on September 15th and 1911. The sisters would have been around six years apart. Clements was again found unfit, so Leah was given to her maternal uncle, where she stayed with him until he died. I'm also not sure why the girls weren't given to the same couple. I was but
1: just going to ask
0: that. There's no information on why. Information on this one was really weird to research. I also believe that Amelia was not taken from her parents at all. Hmm. In nineteen twelve it was alleged that Gustav had raped his daughter Amelia. She would have been approximately nine years old when it allegedly happened. Clements in her twisted head thought that Amelia had seduced her dad, and so she was sent to the Bon Pasteur Catholic orphanage. It was known to be a rough orphanage with a lot of strict discipline. Not long after, Christine and Leah were sent to the same orphanage, but it is not said why they were taken from the aunts and uncles, except for I know that the uncle that had Leah died.
1: So, I want to add a fun little... Common... Well, not common knowledge, but a fun little Connor fact.
0: Fun fact.
1: Into this. It's not really fun, but it's a fact that I know that women who are so blindly in love with some men will not acknowledge things that happen to their children. So my mom, for instance, had a friend who was so blindly in love with this man that was molesting her children, raping them, molesting them, whatever you want to say, and he was like your daughter is wearing sexy nightgowns around me. She's like five or six, right? And this woman still blamed her daughter and was like, well, why are you wearing that kind of stuff around my husband? For one, they don't make, especially when I was a child, even now, they don't make sexy clothes for five and six-year-olds. Even if With all of the controversy that's going on with, like, how younger children are dressing or whatever. I don't give a fuck what they're dressed like. If you find a child sexy, that's something in your own fucked up mind that has nothing to do with the way the child is being, is dressed. Whether it's their choice or not. Like, that's disgusting. But, to add to that women are fucking weird and can get blinded by love and even come to the point of blaming their own child like why would you wear that around my husband because you know it's sexy when they're five or six years old
0: so there's connor's not fun fact
1: yeah i was gonna say it's not fun but it's a fact that i
0: know so at this point all three of the girls are at that orphanage so, Clemence decided that when the girls turned 15, she would take two of them back because they would be old enough to get a job and then she could just take all their money. Well,
1: that's fun.
0: I don't understand why she was allowed to be in charge of where the girls were or when she could get them back. Just like, oh, at 15, I'll take them since she was unfit to start with. But I guess the 1900s were a different time, so I don't yeah, know. Like, if you can't and it's in France.
1: Baby, maybe you can handle a teenager.
0: Clemence and Gustave divorced in either 1903 or 1913, but I would guess it was 1913 since this is after the alleged rape and with Leah being born in 1911, I would think that they were still married. The details are super weird, so I'm not sure the years. This is also the last we're going to hear of Amelia since she joined a convent and was a nun for the rest of her life, which was pretty much a smart decision for what was was going on i was gonna
1: say it sounds like that was the best bet for whatever has happened and sounds like it's gonna happen
0: christine also wanted to be a nun and join the convent but her mother wasn't gonna let that happen since she wanted her to come home and get a job so like i said she could take her money i don't know if it's because of the age difference between the sisters but the mom seems to treat all of them differently with amelia she's kind of like oh yeah like go be a nun whatever just get away from me and then the other two she's like "Mm, when you're old enough to work i'm gonna need you to come home and get jobs being a woman yeah she's very unhinged being at the orphanage had given christine cleaning experience so she found a job as a live-in maid this also seemed like a good option since then she wouldn't have to live with their mom leah soon followed her lead and was working as a maid also it is said that both sisters were hard workers and good cleaners, but Christine could be insubordinate at times. Leah was known to be much quieter and listen better, and rudely, it was said that Leah was not as smart as Christine. I'm like, well, she's the dumb one.
1: That's fair. I'm insubordinate at work all the time, and they continue to give me a job.
0: They worked at random houses in Le Mans, and it is said that they liked, together, they liked to work together at houses whenever they could. In 1926, Christine and Leah worked for Rene Lancelin, who is a retired lawyer, Leonie Lancelin, his wife, and Genevieve, their daughter. The family also had an older daughter, but she was married and out of the house. The sisters worked as live-in maids or domestic servants for the family. The house was located on number 6 Rue Briere in the city of Le Mans in France. Christine worked for the family first, and after a few months, she convinced the family to hire her sister, Leah, as a chambermaid.
1: Could you imagine? Which part? Being like, oh, me and my sister are so poor, will you hire her too? Like, I know I'm really poor, and I'm your guys' live-in maid, can we hire my sister too?
0: Well, she's a good cleaner, they were probably like, alright. That would still be,
1: terrible to be in their shoes and the fact with like all the stuff that they have going on with their mother too like that would just be a terrible existence
0: they were paid the going standard rate of pay and people that were around them and the family have said that they treated the servants well they had a heated room and ate the same food as the family which was not always a thing for the help back then it was also said that they, so were-
1: they weren't slaves
0: they weren't slaves but they were just live-in maids they were treated almost the same as the family. It was also said that they were good servants and people would get jealous of the family for having such good help. Behind closed doors, the situation was very different. The sisters were said to have never actually spoken to Renee even though they had been working there for around seven years at this time. Leone was the one who talked to them and gave them orders but would only write out notes to them on what she needed them to do and would only communicate that way to them. It was said that the first few years they worked there, everything was fine, and the note thing wasn't happening. She would just talk to the sisters, but Leone went through major depression, which triggered her mental illnesses. She also wanted the house perfect and was known to do white glove tests on random surfaces around the house to ensure perfection. It was claimed she got abusive towards the sisters and would even hit their heads against walls and throw stuff at them.
1: Well, no, I'm not thinking it's so glamorous to be eating with the family.
0: Yeah they Leone sounds like a nightmare And I don't think Renee seemed to be around He was like I'm gonna go do my own thing
1: He's like do what you want with them I don't care I'm gonna go to work You do your white glove tests And whatever Make sure that they eat at dinner
0: time Pretty much On the day of February 2nd 1933 The sisters were supposed to be at the house alone Until late that night There was a serious storm going on And they expected to just stay at the house that evening Before they went to the house for the night, they finished their errands, which included picking up the family's iron from a shop that was fixing it. Once they arrived home, they plugged the iron in and it blew a fuse so the power went out. Since they would be home alone until late that night and the storm was still happening, they decided to just wait it out and fix everything in the morning once the weather had cleared up and the family was there. The family had plans to go to either a family friend's house of theirs or to Leonie's brother's house. I found both, so I'm not sure what the plan was, but it's really not important. Either
1: way, they were not going to be there.
0: Yeah. Leone and Genevieve were not with Renee and planned to meet him at the brother friends house and spend most of the evening there. For some reason, the mother and daughter changed the plans and went to their own home where the sisters were there alone and weren't expecting anyone. Once the mother and daughter arrived at the house, they realized the power was out. This is when it gets crazy. Christine told Leonie what happened with the iron, and Christine claims that Leonie went crazy. Thinking Leonie was going to attack her, Christine hit Leonie in the head with a pewter jug. Genevieve, hearing what the- What is o- a pewter? I don't know, it's just a big jug.
1: Hmm.
0: Isn't pewter, like, a metal or something?
1: I have no idea.
0: I don't know, I'm dumb. It was a jug okay Genevieve hearing the altercation and the yelling went to see what was happening and making sure her mother was okay after she saw that Christine had hit her mother in the head Genevieve then attacked Christine allegedly after being attacked by Genevieve Christine yelled out quote, I'm going to massacre them unquote Leah who was in the attic heard all of this happening and came downstairs to see what was going on She saw that Genevieve and Christine were fighting, and then she attacked Leonie, who was recovering from being hit in the head. Graphic warning. Allegedly, Christine was adding fuel to the fight and yelled at Leah, quote, smash her head into the ground and tear her eyes out, unquote. Leah ran with the idea while Christine herself tore Genevieve's eyeballs out of her head. The mother and daughter were still alive but obviously could not see anything and were in a really bad situation. The sisters decided that they were going to kill the mother and daughter and gathered weapons including knives, a hammer, and a pewter pot. Not sure if that was the same one but either way. So they continued fighting with them and were hitting and stabbing them. They hit, cut, and stabbed the two until they stopped moving. Then they took this already horrible situation and it got real weird. They began to mutilate the bodies, cutting chunks out of their butts and thighs. They then covered Leone with period blood from Genevieve.
1: What the fuck?
0: Leonie's eyes were found in a scarf that she was wearing and one of Genevieve's eyes was under her body and the other was on the stairs. It was estimated that the attack lasted for around two hours. It got wild.
1: How the f- So, it was the mother that was covered in the daughter's period? Yeah. That is disgusting.
0: Yeah, they literally ripped their eyeballs out.
1: You're gonna rip each other's eyeballs out and then be like, oh my god, this one's on her period? Let's cover her in her daughter's period blood? Yep. What? Who thinks of that?
0: I told you, graphic warning.
1: Who thinks of that? That's disgusting.
0: Um, I'm,
1: wait, what is that word? I'm going to look it up really quick while we're talking about this.
0: Puter? A p- P-U-T-E-R? That Pewter? P U T E R? P E W T E R. That's what you're stuck on?
1: Well, what the I mean, jug was I'm made not of? stuck on it. Yeah, it is a metal. Pewter is a malleable metal alloy consisting of tin, antimony, copper, bismuth, and sometimes silver. Okay, so it's a type of metal. Well, I was just curious, because it was brought up, like, several times.
0: Okay, ready for the next weird part?
1: I mean, is it weirder than smothering your daughter, or smothering a mother and her daughters?
0: Not as weird, but it's up there. Okay. After all this, the sisters washed off all the blood and guts, and locked all the doors, let one single candle in the room, and went went to bed. Together. Naked. With the sister. The two sisters. The mom and daughter are dead downstairs. They wash all it off, go to bed together naked. Lit a single candle. We
1: did it. Let's go get naked and go to bed. We'll
0: light one candle. Renee, who thought this is just a normal night, went home and found it to be dark. So he thought that the his wife and daughter had already gone to the friend-slash-brother's house, so he headed over there. Once he was there and saw that they weren't there, he turned around and went back home to see what was going on. While well, on his way home, he picked up either his son-in-law or a friend of the family, but either way, he wasn't alone.
1: He picked somebody up.
0: Yeah. They showed up at the house and saw that it was all dark, but they also saw that all the doors were locked and they couldn't get in. They contacted the cops who showed up, agreed the situation was weird.
1: Pa- Wait. Pause. Pause. They go to their own- his own house. All the doors are locked. He doesn't have a key.
0: I couldn't find any information on that. That's so strange. Researching this was weird. So the cops show up and break into the house. They found the bodies of Leone and Genevieve. They first thought that the sisters had also been killed. They searched the house and found the two sisters in bed naked together.
1: Wait. I would also like to add to the whole he doesn't have a key thing. If I show up to my house and my husband and my child, or just my child, or just my husband, or whoever, either my best friend, I don't care who it is, my dog, it's my house. I'm not waiting for the cops to come break in. I'm breaking into my own house myself.
0: He didn't see that they were dead.
1: No, I, understandably, but either way, I've been locked out of my house before I'm breaking in. I'm not going to call the cops to help me do that.
0: Okay, well, this guy called the cops.
1: He's like, please help me. I can't get into my house.
0: So they assumed that the sisters had also been murdered. But then they found them in bed together with a bloody hammer sitting on a chair next to them. They put up no fight and admitted that they had committed the murders. Christine called it self-defense and said, quote, it was her, us, unquote. And Leah said, quote, from now on, I am deaf and dumb, unquote.
1: From now on. I just get to decide this.
0: I'm not sure why she said that, but after what they just did, I'm like, obviously there's stuff wrong with both of them. Even if it (laughs) was self-defense... I'm calling
1: Keller from here forward.
0: Even if it was self-defense, as they claimed, they mutilated the bodies and played with blood. So I'm like, there was stuff wrong. The trial was big and got a lot of people involved. They also used more defense reasons than any other case I've ever researched. Some of it was, some said that it was a sign of the class struggle and called it a quote example of class warfare, unquote. They came to the sister's defense and said that this had happened because of the major living differences between the rich and the poor. The rich had it all and the poor were working in worse situations and they just couldn't take it anymore. Which I'm like, they said that they were treated differently and like ate the same with the family and all that. So I'm like, that was a weird defense. So I'm like, yeah, they were, oh, they had decent living quarters and ate with us. The defense also claimed temporary insanity and blamed the actions on the family history that the girls had. They had an uncle who committed suicide, a grandfather with a bad temper, and one of their cousins had died in an insane asylum. Experts said that it was a case of folia Adieu, which is a mental disorder that happens to two or more people at the same time usually close members of a family kind of just like one person goes absolutely crazy and then somebody close the to them d- jumps on board and is like let's do this it was also claimed that they had paranoid schizophrenia so this could have been class struggle self-defense temporary insanity family history paranoid schizophrenia or fully adieu, or some of those mixed together as so they were like mm, let's just try everything since the girls were found naked in bed together, there was rumors of an incestuous relationship going on, and this was furthered when they were in jail. They were in separate jails, but Christine was freaking out about being separated from her sister to the point that the courts finally relented and let the sisters see each other. As soon as they saw each other, Christine was allegedly trying to rip her sister's shirt off and kept saying, quote, please say yes, unquote. It was never said what she actually wanted her sister to say yes to, but assumptions were made. In around just 40 minutes, the jurors decided that even though they tried every defense, that the sisters were sane and they were found guilty. Christine was sentenced to death by guillotine, which would take place September 30th, 1933, and would take place in the public square of the town of Le Mans. Since back then, this was a public thing. So like, hmm, everybody get ready. Leah was only given 10 years of hard labor since she was considered to just be an accomplice which I'm like those are way different sentences
1: and they're very drastic crimes they're like one of you's getting the guillotine the other one's getting hard labor which you've already been doing
0: and Leah so you're gonna be used to this Leah admitted to ripping out Leonie's eyes compost or not, she still did that.
1: Yeah, like, get ready for the same routine you've been having already. You've already had hard labor. You grew up poor. That was part of your defense, at least one of them. We're going to maintain that lifestyle for you. Your sister, on the other hand, is getting the guillotine. That's insane.
0: While Christine was waiting to be put to death, she tried to rip her own eyeballs out, so she was then put into a straitjacket all the time. After all of this, her sentence was lessened and she was then just given life. It's not just life. That's a long time. But her head wasn't getting cut off, so.
1: Oh, um, could you imagine trying to rip your own eyeballs out? Like.
0: No. Physically,
1: no. you cannot do that. Like, the human jaw can bite off a it, finger or an ear or something of the sort. But like it
0: tells you not to.
1: But when you do it to yourself, You physically cannot do it. You will not be allowed to do that to yourself because your brain stops you from being able to do it. So could you imagine the amount of strength and brain power it would take to try to rip your own eyeballs out? I couldn't even fathom that.
0: You would really have to be crazy to be able to do it.
1: But she's sane, remember?
0: She was found sane. She's insane, though.
1: (laughs) I think she's insane, too. I'm like, there's no way. Especially if you, like, go to bed with your sister naked after you guys killed somebody and... Rub their daughter's period blood all over the mom. Like, I'm sorry, but not one part of that says sane to me. That's absolutely nutty. And there's no way you could find somebody sane that's doing that. And then it's like, okay, sis, let's go get naked and in bed and light a candle and go to sleep. I'm sorry, but you're not sane.
0: I also saw it reported that this eyeball incident happened while she was in jail during the trial and told everyone that it was an episode that made her try to rip her own eyes out and she had gone through the same episode the night of the murders. But I don't know which one is true when that happened, or even if it did.
1: That could definitely be true.
0: She didn't last long, even with her commuted sentence, and starved herself to death. She died in 1937, so four years later.
1: That would take a lot of self-strength also, because... You get to a point in starvation where you're like, I don't care, I'll eat my own hand. I'll eat my clothes if I have to. We
0: all know she would have eaten her eyeball.
1: And, yeah, I mean, even her fucking eye, like, there's no way she was sane. I can't imagine them finding her sane, but they don't have the same protocol that we have now, obviously. But they're like, yeah, she knew what she was doing, it's fine.
0: It is said that it was not even jail that made her stop eating, but the fact that she wasn't allowed to see her sister. Leah stuck out her sentence and only served 8 of her 10 years, and she was released in 1941, and she moved back in with her mother and was given a new name. It is said that she lived a quiet, unassuming life after this. She either died in 1982 or 2001. Everyone thought she had died in 82, but a film producer claims he met her in 2000 at a hospice center when he was doing research, which I'm like, what? That part doesn't Yeah, how is that? I know not it's all recorded, like twisty like, if you're turny, in hospice, but there's not any like I don't know.
1: If you're in hospice there's medical
0: records, no? I would assume and that's recent enough. The sisters were buried together in the cemetery Badaliri in Nanettes, where Leah had been living with her mother. I find it weird also that they were buried together but they don't know when if she died in eighty two or two thousand one. So, I'm going to say she died in 82 and this producer was mistaken.
1: So, okay, have you looked up the grave site?
0: So, is...
1: Because you can find, like, the... It says
0: 82, but this guy is like, no, I met her in 2000 because the two sisters are buried together. So, if she was buried in 82, is that empty and she really was alive in 2000? I think she died in 82 and that guy was mistaken.
1: I think so, too. Especially, like, if you check the grave site... And the tombstone says 82. She was probably died that had been buried and died then.
0: Well, maybe nobody seems to be able to keep track of them.
1: I mean, that's possible, but at that time, like, that wasn't that long ago, I feel like that would be more accurate of a statement than him just being like, oh, I was mistaken. Like, especially at a hospice or old folks center or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like. Those people are insane, and if they knew anything about this shit, they could definitely, like, especially people with Alzheimer's and stuff like that, like, they could be like, no, that's me. You know what I mean? And convince somebody of that.
0: Yeah, I'm like, if I had to guess, I would say it was 82. But that's the story of the Paplin sisters, and I messed up all those names and places, so that's my bad.
1: They're insane.
0: Yeah, certifiably. I
1: can't believe anybody would say that they are sane, but you know what
0: well thanks for listening to that graphic episode don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll talk to you guys next time
1: bye